I'm back. Finally, we're back in the Jonah series. I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you so much for your patience after my microphone breaking, then me being away for two weeks and my job being really busy and then getting sick. Um, Last week, when I was hoping to do this, I'm finally back. And today, the good news is I'm dropping two episodes. So you can listen to chapter two now and then go and listen to chapter three. And the final two episodes of Jonah will be out in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for your patience and let's get on with today's podcast. My name is Megan and here I talk about the Bible. I spend some time reading the commentaries and studying passages and then chat through here about what I've learned so you can learn that info on the go, doing your cleaning, while you work and I really hope this just feels like grabbing a coffee with me and doing a deep dive into scripture together. Let's get on with today's episode. As I said, I can't thank you enough for your patience and thank you for your continued support um, as I haven't been able to continue with this schedule that I was hoping would work. I was so optimistic every Friday. Um, What I've learned from this is that it's best to pre-record in bulk. So that's what I'm going to do next year. Um, I'm going to pre-record four to six episodes at a time and then release them slowly and catch up with myself so we will minimize the chance of this happening again um talking about next year what book shall we do next if you have any ideas of what book you might like to cover um on this podcast send me a message comment on one of my social media platforms let me know i i'd be interested to hear your ideas um of what book we should do next but today we are carrying on with jonah um two episodes out today the next two will be the final two chapter four and then we'll talk about the sign of jonah that jesus talks about um will be out in the next few weeks depending on how christmas plans pan out for me and for you as well i'm sure it's a busy time of year isn't it But let's get back into where we left off. We left Jonah after he'd just been chucked off the side of a boat um, and had been swallowed by a great fish. So let's read just the last verse there. Jonah chapter 1 verse 17. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So let's just talk about this for a minute. A great fish. Now, quite often we hear this story called Jonah and the whale. A lot of kids' books call it that. But this isn't a whale. Um, it's It's a big fish, a great fish, a large fish. That's what different translations say when you read it um it comes from that hebrew i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this but the hebrew is dag gadol i think that's how you say it i might be saying it wrong i'm sorry if you know how to pronounce hebrew <laughs> but it is a great fish um that is what it is in the language so it, it's um a great fish a big fish now big fish and sea storms have connections with other imagery in the Bible and also in ancient literature of the time. So the kind of original readers of this would make this connection and that is connected with chaos imagery. And we've talked about this before in Revelation series um, about how water and oceans and kind of 
how turbulent the oceans can be represents chaos and kind of the opposite of God's good ordered creation. Um, the sea, the end of Revelation, it says there won't be a sea. And what that means is there's not going to be any more chaos because um, the ancient world connected those two things. We see again and again in the Bible, God overcoming the sea um, in creation, in the flood narrative, uh, he's controlling the seas for his purpose there. Exodus, he splits um, the water um, and of course Jesus calming the storm. And if you keep, if you read the Bible, you'll, you'll see this come up again and again. God's authority over the ocean. And it's more than just showing his power. Um, this is about him showing that he is the ruler of the world um, and not this kind of chaotic ocean thing that is connected to to satan and and those who are trying to take away from god's plan um make everything just just crazy (laughs) um rather than going towards god's good kingdom um so that's going on here with the big storm already but then we get the appearance of this fish now what's interesting about this big fish is in early christian art um this big fish when they were drawing out the story of Jonah isn't a whale it's rather drawn as a dragon or a kind of sea serpent um and so a natural connection here is to see that they seem to think that this big fish was implying leviathan I'm getting this stuff from somewhere don't worry (laughs) I'm getting this from Michael Heiser uh, a well-known bible scholar I reference him a lot and I will link his um his stuff on on this topic if you want to look into it a bit more but in a really quick summary leviathan is a sea creature um and in Canaanite literature he is known as this chaos serpent so he's kind of this creature that stirs up this chaos and in the bible he comes up in job 41 verse 1 where god's talking about how he um can defeat him basically how he has defeated him and controls him and it's the same kind of imagery here about this this chaotic thing leviathan also appears in isaiah 27 verse 1 which says in that day the lord with his hard and great and strong sword will punish leviathan the fleeing serpent leviathan the twisting serpent and he will slay the dragon that is in the sea so we have this this imagery of this chaotic kind of legendary creature um that is connected with evil basically and with other cultures creation myths and things Um, and also it's a dragon a snake a serpent Um, that imagery definitely is linked to satan isn't it we see that throughout the bible so it seems like there's more to this fish like it this is like jonah is being swallowed up by this by this chaos by this evil throughout the book we see this this kind of descent of Jonah Um, he goes down to the coast when he starts fleeing from God and then goes down to the bottom of the boat and then goes further down into the fish's belly and it's like we're seeing this this descent in the physical but also this kind of spiritual and theological descent of him moving away from God disobeying God and just getting swallowed up and pulled down by this evil 
So the Lord provides this fish. This isn't like the enemy taking over, but I think it's showing us that when we run away from from God, this is what happens. You know, um, he's he's showing Jonah that you are are being pulled down away from me. You're going down, down, down away from me into the depths of evil through this imagery. God provides this way for him to be safe um, and actually be able to respond and reflect. You know, Jonah just could have drowned. So yes, there's this imagery of evil, but God still provides the fish as a way for Jonah to then be able to respond, which is what he does in chapter two. So let's read chapter two. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the root of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet... You brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you in your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love, but I, with a voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. It's a beautiful prayer, isn't it, that Jonah offers up here. He's stuck in this dark place and he turns to God, knowing that God will hear him. Um, There's three points that I want to have a look at in this little section, three kind of observations from reading through this. Firstly, we see a continuation of that chaos imagery, um, imagery of evil, he mentions Sheol here. So let's just read what the Tyndale commentary um, tells us about what Sheol is. The precise connotation of the term Sheol is disputed. However, it probably designates the place where the wicked remain until their final judgment. It is not annihilation and death that Jonah fears here, but rather the prospect of being abandoned in Sheol and consequently separated thereafter from God. However, although Jonah is on the verge of entering into Sheol, the Lord hears his cry and delivers him. So we've seen how Jonah has descended into this place that now he's completely engulfed by this evil. He's descended through the ocean into this chaos creature's belly. Um, And now he's scared that he's going to be in Sheol. He's going to be permanently separated from God. And so he cries out out to God and this is something that you know for all Jonah's flaws in this book and uh, unfortunately he doesn't seem to learn from this too much afterwards but he does cry out to God even though it's his decisions that have led him to this place he realizes that he can repent this really reminds me of the story of the prodigal son in the new testament um where the son gets into just this awful place like and just squanders everything and ends up with the pigs and his father still welcomes him home and 
yeah, I, I just think that there's something in that. I think a lot of people wouldn't cry out to God in this situation, but would blame God. But Jonah cries out to God, and I believe that's because he knows who God is. He was a prophet of the Israelites. He knew the scriptures well. He knew that God is the one who is merciful and compassionate. It's part of the reason why he doesn't want to go and prophesy to Nineveh, because he knows that there's a chance, a high chance, that God's going to be compassionate towards them. But in this situation, he then cries out and relies on God's compassion. And so (laughs) God's kind of showing him how compassionate he is. And he's now going to have to go into Nineveh knowing that. Um, So I I think God's definitely showing him something here, teaching him something, reminding him of who he is. Um, So that is the second point. God hears. Despite the depths that Jonah has descended to, God hears. And this reminds me of Romans 8, verses 38 to 39. Here Paul writes, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now obviously, Jonah's in the old covenant here so uh, he wouldn't be aware of Jesus um, and the new covenant isn't about yet but the the character of God that is showing is the same there's nothing that can get in the way of God's love for us and his way he reaches out in grace um, through Jesus we have the ability to respond and be made supernaturally clean and healed and be able to 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 have the holy spirit living within us so there's this extra layer there um with the new covenant but even here we see god's character is unchanging and and jonah reaches out um and god reaches back (laughs) god was always reaching out to him and always wanting him to come back to him and i i just it's beautiful isn't it and i'm sure that this passage of scripture has encouraged so many um that they can still call out to God, that they're never too far gone. And that leads me on to my third point. When Jonah turns to God, his own thoughts then turn to the lost. So he's reaching out to God in this place of being so lost. And as he does that, he he naturally then thinks about others who are lost. Um, Like his heart is, is kind of changed a bit here after the prophet that we've seen running away because he doesn't want to go to the lost in this moment his heart has changed again as i said in the next chapters we'll see he's doesn't necessarily stay that way but in this moment as he's crying out to god his heart has changed and i just want to read you verse eight and nine again but from the message uh translation which is like a kind of paraphrase a more creative paraphrase of the bible that aims to get across the the emotion um behind the text in the way that it's written um so the message translation says those who worship hollow gods god frauds walk away from their only true love but i'm worshiping you god calling out in thanksgiving and i'll do what i promised i'd do salvation belongs to the lord so in response to knowing god's mercy on him jonah then for a moment sees with god's perspective 
he has this heart, God's heart, for those people who are also um, lost. And he wants them to experience the mercy of God that he is experiencing. He promises that he will go to Nineveh. Verse 9 is again the theme of the book as we mentioned last time salvation belongs to the lord god offers grace and salvation it's him that does that we talked about this um in the last episode it's underlined again here very clearly salvation belongs to the lord jonah's saying that um will he stay in this place (laughs) listen in next time to find out but in verse 10 he's then vomited back to dry land it's a lovely image isn't it um i don't know if you've if you're doctor who people i'm a big doctor who fan there's an episode with matt smith uh and it's called the beast below and they get like solid up by this big sea no it's not sea sorry it's like a starfish as in like a giant fish but it swims through the stars and um then they get vomited up by that and that's always the image i have in this when i read this they're just there covered in goop and goo and oh it's just grim um so jonah is vomited out and is standing on the seashore covered in fish vomit knowing that his life has been saved by god um and it seems like he's back on track with his mission God in his grace has put him back and and given him another go um, to go to Nineveh and share the message that he's asked him to share. Hopefully, um, you will never have to experience being vomited out by a fish. (laughs) But the good news is that this grace of God is there for all to experience. Uh, And we will see more of that in the next episode, which is actually available right now if you want to go and binge listen to the next one um i've uploaded that one today as well as you can catch up with that and you'll see what happens um really interesting how these people respond to the grace of god but i won't give too many spoilers away right now i think maybe we should just finish by praying for people that we know who might be in the metaphorical same position as Jonah was in the belly of that fish where they've just run so far away from God and uh, I just want to pray that those people would know that they can still call out to him so maybe there's somebody that you know like that that comes to mind when I said that just just keep them in your mind as we can pray together for them Lord I just thank you that your love your grace is so great that there's nothing that can separate us from it thank you for that reassurance in romans no height nor depth can separate us from your love and i just pray for those people that have run away from you like that prodigal son and are in such a dark place god like jonah was in the belly of the whale or the the big fish even lord I, i just pray that they would just know that they can call out to you and that you will hear them that there's nowhere so dark there's nowhere so far away that they can't call out to you and that you will respond lord we just pray for those people now all those people that the listeners are now thinking of god we just pray that they would just know that somehow god that you would just you would just break into that darkness that they would know they can just call out to you 
that your salvation is always there that you're always offering salvation and they need only respond so we ask that in jesus name amen thank you once again for joining me today to go through jonah chapter two do listen to the next episode and also um follow me over on tiktok on instagram on twitter i'm trying to be more active on those platforms currently so please do follow me on those platforms um it'll be great to interact with you on there i just see little stats on the podcast page like i can see how many people are listening and kind of where they are in the world but it's lovely to be able to actually um join some dots about who it is i'm talking to so please do follow me on social media and get in touch if you are enjoying the podcast and it it would be really really lovely to hear from you um and yeah if you have any more ideas about what we should do in the new year which book we should do do let me know i would really love to hear from you so have a lovely week enjoy the next episode and i will speak to you soon thank you so so much for joining me for today's podcast if you have five minutes to leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on that would be really really helpful and it would help more people like us who might enjoy studying the bible to find the podcast and to join us in our journey If you'd like to support me in making this podcast financially, you can use the buy me a coffee link that is in the show notes to just donate a little bit towards making these resources. You can also follow me over on Instagram at Bible with Megan or one word where I update everything that's going on and have content on there as well. So I really look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the Bible with Megan podcast.